The 49ers are their first NFL team in seven years to be favored in every game. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by longtime Sports Zone guest Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. Hey, Matt, and uh, let, let's start with the uh, ULB playing uh, practice facility, uh, playing surface at their, you know, where the Niners are practicing this week. A lot of discussion about that. Has too much been made about this, or is this a legitimate concern? Yeah, I think it's legitimate. I mean, I, the, the NFL just really screwed this thing up. I mean, how long have they known that the Super Bowl was going to be in Las Vegas? And then they wait so long. They wait, wait until like the week before practices to lay uh, natural grass sod over the artificial turf on the practice fields at UNLV. And so, I mean, it, the inequity is pretty obvious that, uh, you know, the Chiefs get a NFL quality practice facility and the 49ers get something that's just it, it like, I don't know, like a third grade science project of what, you know, <laughs> placing sod over artificial turf. Is it good enough to run on? I don't know. Let's, let's find out. And so from what I understand, you know, the 49ers, well, the 49ers are trying to just kind of roll with it uh, as best they can. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs were too interested in sharing uh, their facility, which is the Raiders facility. So, you know, the 49ers are, I know there were safety concerns initially about practicing on a field that some likened to a sponge. Uh, with, with the seams of the freshly laid sod on there. So it's just kind of a rinky-dink situation. And I think you would expect – I was going to say you would expect more from the NFL, but maybe it's just right on brand with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. George Kittle, I know he missed a little practice time uh, you know, last week with the toe injury. How might be he be affected on Sunday? And are there other, some uh, other Niners that might be ailing a little bit that we need to know about? No, I think the 49ers are going to be completely healthy. And I would expect Kittle to go through a full practice today. I don't think that's going to be any any big issue. They are as healthy as they've been all season. You know, there are a couple guys on injured reserve uh, from injuries that happened during the season. Probably the biggest one is Talano Hufanga, who was an all-pro safety last year. He was injured a while back. And so they've replaced him with Jair Brown, a third-round draft pick from Penn State. Uh, they have a backup tight end who won't be ready. Uh, defensive end, Drake Jackson, who had three sacks week one, but didn't have another sack through the rest of his playing time. Uh, he had recent surgery. Uh, he's out. Cleveland Furl, who had started uh, all the games up until the final week of the season, uh, he's out. But, you know, as far as guys on the 53-man roster, it should be a very thin injury report when the 49ers get out there to practice later today. Hmm. Okay, I'll pay attention to that later today. Uh, the Niners, they overcame some slow starts to win those two NFC playoff games. Why the slow starts, and how might they attack the first part of the Sunday game against a Chiefs team that has actually scored on its first possession now in nine consecutive playoff games? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you're, you're terming it slow starts, probably a little bit of an understatement. They did not play well at all against the Packers. Uh, offensively, defensively, they, you know, they stayed in the game. Uh, even though the, the Packers were able to make some plays, the 49ers kind of buckled down when they had to defensively. Uh, so the idea, you know, going into the NFC Championship game, the 49ers felt like, okay, well, they worked out those 
you know, first round playoff by uh, Kinks and, and they'll be ready to go for the NC championship game in good weather. That did not happen. The defense didn't play well. Uh, they weren't on point assignment wise. They weren't on point effort wise. And uh, the Detroit Lions controlled that game for 30 minutes. Offensively, uh, you know, the Fortnite have a lot of weapons. Uh, they're, they're a completely different offensive team, though, when they can't get that running game going. And, uh, you know, when, when Christian McCaffrey is running the ball effectively, uh, it just sets up so many different things. So, you know, the Fortnite are are not playing, or at least, you know, leading up to this, they haven't been playing their best football of the season. Consequently, uh, Kansas City is, you know, they went on the road. They beat the Buffalo Bills. They went on the road and beat the Baltimore Ravens. You know, you're talking about, you know, probably later in the season, you're talking about the four best teams in football. It's probably the 49ers, Chiefs, Ravens, and Bills. And the, the Chiefs have beaten those other two teams on the road, and now they have the neutral site game, obviously, against the 49ers. So 49ers are going to have to play something much closer to their A game, or they'll probably have to play their A game against the Chiefs team that's playing much better football than the 49ers are, at least during the postseason that's been the case. Brock Purdy, uh, he's been uh, the most efficient passer in the NFL against the Blitz. Obviously, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, he loves the blitz with frequency. Uh, what should we pay attention to when Kansas City's blitzing Purdy on Sunday? Yeah, how how quickly the ball's getting out. You know, with the Brock Purdy and the uh, the the team's pass protection has to be on point to be able to see where the blitz is coming from. And yeah, Purdy has been very good at that. And a lot of times, you know, teams have not experienced a lot of success in blitzing the 49ers. And, and the, one of the big reasons is Purdy is very bright. It must be that, that Arizona desert uh, environment <laughs> that, that makes the, all those people who live out there so so bright, yourself included, Bob, of course. Uh, yeah. everybody, he, everybody, he, one, he, everybody but one person. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's, just, he's really good at just kind of diagnosing things and, and learning on the fly and, and making quick decisions. And then if he can get the ball out quickly, you know, the guys like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey, you know, those guys are so good in space too. So, you know, that's kind of the the risk that Steve Spagnuolo runs is, yeah, they want to get pressure on Brock Purdy. They want to get some hits on Brock Purdy. But if it means sacrificing guys on the back end and limiting the number of guys who are available to tackle, you know, a, a runaway freight train like Debo Samuel or, or George Kittle, then that that opens the door to some opportunities for big time plays for the 49ers offense, and and that is you know when it's the run game going, when they're beating the blitz, when they're able to use play action and get the ball down the field, uh, that's when the 49ers are clicking, and that's when Kyle Shanahan is just dialing it up, and the 49ers offense can be rolling. But the issue though is. You know, the Chiefs are not a gimmicky defense. Yeah, they do like to blitz, but that's a talented defense. And this is the best Chiefs defense that they've had during this whole Super Bowl run of theirs. Uh, they still have Chris Jones, but, you know, their defensive backfield, specifically their corners, are probably the best in the game. Talking with Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. 
the Chiefs, uh, they're down defensive linemen. Uh, you know, they like to rush off the edge. Trent Williams is on the left side for the 49ers, so I assume uh, that the uh, Chiefs will try to attack the right side. You know, Colin McKivitz against Chris Jones and or George Koloftis. How do you think McKivitz matches up against those guys? Well, you know, it's it, the 49ers often kind of play 11 on, or I, I should say 10 on 10 football, right? I mean, you got Trent Williams locking up the defensive end on that side or the edge rusher on that side. And then the Prayers can provide some help for McKivitz. Um, you know, he's, he had a rough first game uh, against P.J. Watt. They pretty much left him singled up on Watt, and Watt had three sacks. And, you know, that became kind of the talking point. He was the only newcomer. To that 49ers starting offense. Uh, since then, I think he's settled down. He's played pretty good football, pretty good as a run blocker. So, you know, the key, as it often is, I think it's really the key on, on both sides is to be able to run the ball and to be able to stay out of third and longs. Uh, you know, the 49ers on the, that other side, you know, if they can keep Mahomes in, in third and seven, third and eight, you know, that'll give some opportunities for, for Nick Bosa to, to beat the offensive tackles of the Chiefs. And so for the 49ers, it's to always maintain that threat of the run, slow down the pass rush a little bit, um, make sure that Chris Jones doesn't bat down passes the line of scrimmage or get hits off Brock Purdy. Uh, probably, you know, the 49ers offensive line, I don't think anybody would consider it the best in the league, but they probably don't get enough credit for just being kind of steady and doing their part in – uh, the fact that the 49ers own one of the top offenses in the league. So, you know, it's definitely the, – the offensive line has definitely been a part of the part of the the, uh, the good stuff rather than part of the, you know, the, the downside. Um, you know, it's been part not, – not part of the problem, it's part of the solution. And so uh, a lot will be on their plate on Sunday. Okay, so let's flip this to the other side of the ball. Uh, how much zone do you think the Niners will play against Patrick Mahomes, who historically has had success against zone defenses, including the last game against the Ravens, who were almost always all zone? And he started Mahomes started that game with 11 consecutive completions. So, how do the Niners attack this as far as man or zone? Yeah, the Forty play a lot of zone. You know, a lot of three deep, a lot of quarters coverage. So, they're not going to give that up. Will they mix it up? Absolutely. Uh, you know, they'll try to keep them guessing a little bit, but, you know, the Fireners are going to stick with what they do. Uh, they did play a little bit more man coverage. Uh, you know, part of the problem in playing man coverage, too, against Patrick Mahomes is, you know, if something's not there, he's very good about pulling it down and, and running, and, and there are more yards to be had for a, a quarterback when, you know, the, the defensive backfield has their backs turned and they're running with wide receivers. So, you know, I – I don't think there's any real solution. You know, there's no one answer for the 49ers defense. Steve Wilkes, a defensive coordinator who you know very well, yeah, he's going to have to do a good job of mixing it up and disguising coverages. I mean, one of the key plays in that game against the Detroit Lions on one of those fourth and two situations was that they showed man pre-snap, which, uh, which prompted the Lions to check into kind of a man-beater play and then they rolled into zone coverage and completely took away Goff's first and second reads. And so that, that ended up being a big play. That's kind of what the 49ers will have to do is just kind of keep Patrick Mahomes guessing. Can't be too predictable or, as you mentioned, 
he will slice them and slice them and dice them on Sunday. So the Four Niners are, you know, they're they're facing the best in the business. I don't think there's any question that Patrick Mahomes is and has been the best quarterback in this league, probably the best player in this league for the past five years or so. And so it, there's no easy answers when it comes to facing Mahomes and, and an Andy Reid offense. Okay, Travis Kelsey we had the inconsistent, I think it's safe to say, an inconsistent regular season. He has excelled in the postseason. How have the Niners done against good tight ends this year, and how do you think they'll try to deal with Kelsey? Yeah, it's been a mixed bag a little bit. They've shut down some really good wide uh, really good tight ends, and they've had some struggles against uh, some, some good tight ends. Uh, I'm thinking of TJ Hawkinson. They kind of struggled against him. Sam Laporta had a good game last week. But, you know, they've also had some, some good games. Uh, David Njoku. Heck, uh, Trey McBride had one really good game against the 49ers and one game against the 49ers where he didn't do anything. So it's kind of been a mixed bag. I think the 49ers' secret sauce is that their inside linebackers have played long enough together. They're both guys with sideline-to-sideline range. They're both pretty good in coverage. And I'm talking about Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. So, you know, they have chemistry working on their side, having played together for five years. And when you talk about chemistry, in the NFL sense, I think there's probably a picture of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey right there. So, you know, they know that they won't be able to shut him down, uh, shut down that Mahomes-Kelsey combination, but their goal would be to just kind of limit the effectiveness and, and not let those guys just destroy them. Okay, so what else should I be asking you here about as far as the so-called keys of this game on Sunday in your mind? I, I think I think you've hit on it. I mean, I think that the whole – I put, like, some, some lessons to be learned from the 49ers' first uh, Super Bowl against the Chiefs four years ago. And one of my talking points was the 49ers should get it out there. They should kind of harp on the idea that, that Nick Bosa is going to be held in this game. And I think they followed my blueprint because it's the same referee, Bill Vinovich, who called the game – back in Super Bowl 54, one of the key plays on that third and 15 late in the game that really turned the tide for the Chiefs was a play in which Eric Fisher, the the, uh, right, uh, was he playing left tackle, I guess at the time, for the Chiefs, kind of rode Bosa out of the picture. Bosa seemed to have a step on him and had a beeline straight to Mahomes, and Fisher kind of wrapped his arm around Bosa's uh, upper chest and kind of, you know, steered him out. Uh, I don't know if it's an obvious holding, but certainly borderline. It could have been called. So with the Chiefs' offensive tackles being called for tons of holdings this year and a lot of penalties, that's something that I think the 49ers probably need to start working the ref a little bit, uh, and they already have, about you know, yeah. watch those guys. <laughs> watch Juwan Taylor. Watch Donovan Smith. And if Bosa can get some hits on Mahomes or draw some – holding penalties, uh, that could be key in this game. And if they call them, if they call holding penalty early in this game, a holding penalty or two early in this game, that could impact what the Chiefs try to get away with, which could open the door for Bosa to make, make a big hit and a, a strip sack or something of that nature that changes the course of this game. 
In fact, I saw one of Bosa's press gatherings earlier this week, and he brought up the holding situation. So, yeah, you know, yes, he did. Planting, planting the seed, the old, the old Pat Riley, Phil, Phil Jackson thing back from the NBA. That's like the first time I remember something like that. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, I, I I realize it's Wednesday. Uh, you know, so any prediction or you know, early lean you know, as I, a, what I, happened uh, Sunday? But I think I'm going to stay away from predictions. But I'll say this: <laughs> if the 49ers play their A game, let's just say both teams play their A game, I think the 49ers win this. I think they have uh, star power on both sides of the ball. I think they're probably a more complete team. The Chiefs have the better defense. 49ers have the better offense. So I think if both teams play, but I think the 49ers' offense, when it's rolling, is considerably better than the Chiefs' offense based on what we saw through the course of the season. But if the teams play like they have in the playoffs with the Chiefs looking like they're peaking and the 49ers far from that, then the Chiefs are going to win. So – 49ers have to flip that switch a little bit and not be the 49ers we've seen in the postseason for them to come out of Super Bowl 58 with a victory. Okay, Matt. Now, don't have too much fun in Las Vegas. I used to live there back in the day, and uh, you know, I, at that time, I was young enough where there was no such thing as not having too much fun. So, I mean, that's so. But uh, <laughs> you, you, know, you get in early and you know, get get up early. I know you have to get up early because you know press conferences yeah. press conferences start really early, <laughs> so you well, can't stay out too late. They're, they're a little bit later. So, I, but I did have yeah, to, that, I did that's have true. To show up here on Radio Road today at uh, uh, with them. I think I was over here at like 6.45 a.m., so uh, it it is very, very long days. Uh, I'm sure when it's over, I'll I'll look back on it fondly, but when you're in it, uh, you know, there's still a few days left until Super Bowl Sunday, and you just kind of can't wait till all of your work is knocked out and and the, uh, the game begins. Absolutely. Yeah, so I've, you know, I've covered a few Super Bowls over the years, and, uh, People don't realize how hard we are working, quote unquote. That's so there right, you go. and that no one's throwing us a pity party either, though, Bob. <laughs> that, that's that's true. I'm still waiting for one of the first ones of those. All right, Matt. Good stuff. Have fun. Thanks. Right. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Uh, yep, our pleasure, Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area.